0: When I met Dana, it was amazing because our foundations are very similar. We Our, our core beliefs and the core things that we, we feel about life and towards the world and people and how we want to be are very, very similar. And then we're like complete opposites on everything else. <laughs> but it works. But and it so works, do, right? Because
1: it keeps it exciting. Yeah, it
0: works. It keeps things
1: exciting. I'm Ilaria Baldwin.
2: And I'm Alec Baldwin.
1: And this is our podcast, What's One More?
2: Today, we're talking to Jordan Sparks, Grammy-nominated, multi-platinum singer, songwriter, and actress who was introduced to the world when, at the age of 17, she won season six of American Idol.
1: Jordan and her amazing husband, model, and entrepreneur, Dana, are parents, professionals, and hardworking married couple, raising their adorable son, DJ. This couple is so dynamic and so inspiring in terms of their relationship and how they parent and their good energy and shifting their lives, realizing that the two of them are the priority. The two of them and their son are the priority. Alec and I see ourselves mirrored in that as well in terms of how our love story began and how we really wanted to shift our lives to be able to spend the most time possible. I mean, I think it really gets to a point where you like you meet somebody and they they don't drive you crazy and you want to spend all your time with that person.
2: Or they do drive you crazy and you still want but to spend you all your time do. with that. still
1: do. Oh my gosh, that's who it's. See, they found the person that doesn't drive them crazy. You and I found the person that drives us up the wall.
2: You have two, many, how many kids you have? Just
1: one. Now, last time I talked to you, he was a baby. How old is he now?
0: He's about to be three. Yeah, how old are you? He's about to be three. I can't even take it. He's just so much Um, fun right now. I mean, he's fun all the time, but like now that he can communicate, he's potty trained, which is a plus. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. And he's, you know, he's been sleeping through the night for for a while now, but like we can have a full conversation now. Right.
2: Yeah. Have you spent the entire uh, pandemic of the quarantine in L.A.? Have you been there the whole yes, time? Yes.
0: Yeah, we were here. Actually, it's crazy. We had just come back from New York um, right. fall of 2019. I was doing Waitress Out There on Broadway and right. um, we had a great time. But we came back, I think, early December. And then I recorded a little EP in February. And that was the last thing I did. And then lockdown happened. and So we've been here um, ever since.
2: So you've been able to record.
0: Yes, yes, thank You've God. You've been able so to go
3: to certain spaces and record. Well, yeah, this, like, right over there, we have a record, like, a Ooh. vocal booth. Right.
2: <laughs> now, are you still modeling, or you're out of the modeling biz?
3: I still have a sports modeling agency. I don't have a um a fashion modeling agency. I've gotten more into But you
2: did that before. for a while,
3: correct? Yeah, I, I did it when I first uh, moved out to L.A. when we first got together, um, yeah. and a couple years before. But her schedule... Um, ah. When when we first got together was chaos. It was Um, it really was. It was was. on a plane like every other day, and so that kind of got impossible. And then I kind of got heavily involved into the music and the management side of things. So that took over.
2: So the so the modeling if you know is like just athletic wear or yeah. So like like Nike and
3: Jordan and stuff like that when they call, I'm like.
0: I'm you head. know, when they call. Yeah, That's when,
3: I, I, call. When they send the email casting. <laughs> I, mean, I love
2: yeah, that. Every four <laughs> hours. No, but but have you been shooting or you had to stop doing that in the COVID? That's been shut down. I dove
3: like super heavy into the music um when COVID hit. That's all we've doing. I mean modeling kind of like went away for a little while. Yeah. And so I was like, I got heavily into the music and fell in love with it and started networking out here with different producers and writers. And
2: I just want to say this, which is that when the COVID's over, don't worry. You still look great. <laughs>
3: you you, look you. Same, you, you same, still look
2: great. Yeah. You don't look any older than when the COVID started. You look exactly the same. You look fabulous. It's <laughs> all going to come back to you tomorrow. <laughs> I appreciate it.
1: I think about some of the things that you're telling me, in terms of how you changed your career in order to support her, to want to be with her, and I love that about you guys. Um, and I was wondering if if you would talk a little bit about just you know how how your relationship evolved and how you started to spend. Um, you decided to take that leap and change things to really commit because I think that that's a moment in people's re- in people's relationship, right? Where they're like, "Oh, should I change myself? Does it work? Does it not work?"
0: We decided to commit to each other very quickly, actually. So, shortened version of it yeah. is that we talked all, all March. We met only um, only through text and like one Facetime before we actually met. Then we met in April, and then we got married in July,
1: and we found oh. out DJ was coming in August. <laughs> I'm the oh same my year God, so that's like, so fast
0: yes but it was the it was the same feeling like right we started talking and we just never stopped talking and here we are still talking but we met and it was just
3: like since the day we met there wasn't a, there hasn't been a day that we haven't talked yeah yeah
2: but you also, you're like, you meet, you meet your wife and you get somebody that, that's right. You find the right person and that all just kind of takes care of itself. That's you nice. know what I mean? It's, it's like when I met Ilaria, uh, I, I mean, I couldn't believe I was getting married again. And yet our wedding day was like truly the most beautiful day of my life. I love that. I mean, beyond the birth of the kid, the day we got married and she came walking up the aisle I was going, Oh my God, this is just magical to me. But I want to say this to the both of you. You're this gorgeous couple and, and you're obviously Jordan acting as well as recording. And and it seems to me that there's, and I'm not just saying this to be kind, there's almost no limit to what you can do.
0: Oh, thank you. Sorry.
2: You're just very warm and cogent. You could be hosting Good Morning America. You could be recording albums. You could be making movies and TV shows. What's the thing, I'm assuming it's music, but what's the thing you enjoy the most?
0: Um, Out of professions, <laughs> um, I would definitely say music is my, it's it's in my bones. I, I have to do it. I have to sing. And that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be in front of somebody. I will sing to myself. I don't care. I will sing in the shower. I will sing in the car. I'll sing wherever. He, like, if I walk inside and he happens to be behind me, like a few feet, and I don't realize <laughs> that I'll just start singing at the top of my lungs because I think no one's in the house. Why not? Um, so I... I just know it's something that i have to do it's definitely a gift it comes natural to me music is just something that i was born to do and so i wake up in the morning and i know that i have to do music i love anything under the creative umbrella as well so that's why acting comes in at a close second because i get to dive into somebody else a different character and explore how i would feel in those situations and to tell those stories i love 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 to tell stories so i get to do that with my music and through my songs and i get to do that acting too. So I'm, I'm really grateful for everything that um, I've been able to do the last, know, oh my gosh, it's 14, it'll be 14 years in May since Idol. So oh <laughs> I'm very God. happy like, to still be here. So thank you.
3: <laughs> Dana, where did you grow up? So I'm originally from Chicago, but uh, my dad, I don't know how old I was, uh, but he gave up working in corporate, the corporate world and decided to go into full-time ministry. So he started off working in I don't want to call it the hood but in the hood <laughs> of Chicago and then eventually we moved uh to Branson Missouri where he took over um, wow yeah exactly <laughs> uh he took over a summer camp from
2: Chicago to Branson Missouri it, it was oh a stop, culture
3: shock because I was only 11 yeah. at the time and so oh I went God. from all my friends and family being there to being I mean the token black kid you're you're, you're, you're
2: walking around branson go where do i get a good slice of pizza around where, do I, right.
3: where do I get a haircut <laughs> <laughs> that was oh my, my biggest concern i'm like i can't get a haircut nowhere um but so we grew up like working at the camp um all summer i grew up literally for from the time i was 13 to 17 cutting grass all summer long at camp and taking out the trash those fields are huge <laughs> yeah like these are football fields and like just huge fields that um i used to get like dark 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 every summer just like from cutting grass and serving the kids
2: you know obviously you played basketball yeah. competitively and so you you played for southeastern correct
3: yes so i went i went to air force academy out of uh high school and then i blew my knee out and so i transferred
2: and you went started. to Colorado hmm. Yeah. And you and you were going to play for the. Air Force yeah, Academy. I, I yeah.
3: started. Um, and then as soon as I got my starting spot, I blew my knee out the next practice. Uh. And then they were like, you'll never play basketball again. I got a an uh. discharge, oh um, which they ended up paying for a good portion of my school because of that.
0: Silver lining. Right. It was silver lining <laughs> yeah. all it,
3: which my basketball coach at Southeastern loved even more because he didn't really
2: How have- long did it take you to rehab? your knee to go to Southeastern to start playing again. You were off the court for how I long? I was back
3: playing in like five months, which was yeah. very stupid. Not too bad. Very, very stupid. Um, But I did it anyway. And then, which led to other injuries. So realistically, it took me about a year and a half to like properly rehab everything. I took a break from working out, period, because... I was working out every single day at like 4.30. 2 he, 3 hours.
0: And he can't help it. He literally gets up
3: at that time. Yeah, like, I just wake everything. up naturally and so I'll be like, right, well, nobody's up. Can't really do anything. Let's just go to the gym."
2: You get up at 4:30 in the morning and I'm thinking to myself, "Your wife is in the music business, and don't they get up at like noon? Don't musicians wake up at <laughs> no, noon every day?" No, we work no. no? Look, Look, okay. Work like I just wanna clarify we work like
3: that. Like Nashville, we start our sessions anywhere between 11 and 2. Yeah, 11 and 2. And then and we're,
0: we're done by
3: 7 or 7:30. Yeah, and we'll cool. knock out a whole record usually in that time, in that like five, six hour session.
0: We worked like that because I'm, I'm actually an early bird. I'm not a that early bird, but I love the mornings. I love getting up. I love the mornings. Um, I've been that way since I was a kid. And so for me, it's always been hard as somebody who grew up in Arizona with lots of light and lots of sun to just go into a studio and be in there for like 12, 13 hours a day. And I'm like, what time is it? What day is it? I don't know where I'm going. You grew
2: up in what town?
0: I grew up in Glendale, Arizona. In
2: Ari- oh, I love that. Glendale, I, love Arizona. I
0: went back and forth. because love. My dad played for the Giants. And so we would move every six months. So during the football season, we would live in New Jersey like Hackensack, Ridgewood, Roseland, Riverdale, Wyckoff, all we moved around within those areas. And then um, during the off season, we would move back to Phoenix. So, but Phoenix is where my mom and dad grew up. So that's where I was born. And that's where like most of my family is. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been fun, but also for us too, now that we're, because of COVID, working out of home and DJ can't necessarily be in the studio while I'm recording all day. So I also choose those hours so at least I have mornings to the afternoon, early afternoon with DJ right before his nap, yeah. then I start my session, then we do the session and then by the time we're done, it's either around dinner time or his bedtime and I'm able to spend a little time with him there. So that's been an amazing thing throughout COVID is to one I I'm still able to work and two I'm still able to spend so much time with my family and that we both still like each other after all of this, right?
2: <laughs> Your father was with the Giants for like 7 or 8 seasons.
0: Yeah. He yeah, was in the backfield
2: yeah. with Jason Seahorn. Yep.
0: Jason Seahorn. He played with Michael Strahan. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. all uh Howard Cross, like yeah. those, they're all so sweet every time I come to New York and Michael is now all over TV, and I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> it's like seeing an uncle you know that I grew up with, so it's it's really cool to have to have that kind of
2: thing. What's been your um, reality food wise? Have you been able to? Do you doing a lot of takeout? Are you going anywhere where you can sit outside? How has it changed your eating? Postmates is our
0: biggest bill. Postmates
3: okay. <laughs> is our, our biggest issue.
0: We um, shouldn't even say the name. Yeah, <laughs> ordering in and ordering out has been our our biggest. Probably our, our, our biggest thing. We actually, the first two months of COVID was a lot of fun. My dad and my mom, number two, drove up from San Diego and they stayed with us for about two months and she's Dominican. And so we were cooking mm-hmm. Every, all day. Yeah.
3: Every meal. Breakfast,
0: lunch, and dinner. It was great. My dad was here. Fantastic. They would sit and hang out. Me and Vivian would be in the kitchen cooking. DJ would have fun because he had multiple people to play with, you know? So um, it was a blast. And then they were like, okay, we got to go back home. And we were like, oh. I, can't, I, I was like, I can't keep up with the cooking by myself, like, three times a day um, with everything that we we're trying to do. I'm
3: good for a meal here and there, but I <laughs> do, is, I do not. I, I can cook, but I just don't like standing over you the You do toe.
1: everything but the cooking.
3: No, I actually, like, I'll cook um, for the sessions um, every now and then, depending on, like, what time and what day and how I'm feeling, but... I just don't like sitting over the stove for hours and hours and hours, so that's when I'm just like.
2: Eh. What's been the issue about takeout? You both like different takeout. She's no, vegan.
0: I, I'm vegan, so it's I
3: eat chicken. Ooh. That's the other
0: thing oh. is that we have we have separate yeah. tastes and also diets. So well,
3: first of all, this all happened after marriage. When we got together and everything, we would go everywhere and eat everything together. And then right before she got pregnant with DJ, she was like, "I'm gonna go vegan," and I was like. <laughs> like what is going on <laughs> and, and,
2: and and you had a drumstick in your mouth Exactly, you had a drumstick in your mouth and she went I have some news for you I need to tell it, you it
3: was heartbreaking it was to say the least but I'm um, a she still makes now. chicken for me um, from time to time she just doesn't like touching it So this you can't so force normal. that
2: on other people yeah.
3: you, 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 wait you, so does, are
1: you raising your son vegan he, he's with, who, with whichever
3: oh, parent, he's oh, with. it depends on
1: who he's with. It depends on That's, who he's with.
3: He is like his father. That boy loves him some chicken. Listen, he's also <laughs> like
0: his father in that he can't get enough hot Cheetos. And so now I'm like, see, I told you the vegetables. You need to eat your vegetables. That's cheese. from his aunt.
2: I love this. I love this. I
0: mean, I love you it. have hot Cheetos Wait. right there.
2: I love a family where the father's sitting there and he goes, okay, we're going to have this bucket of chicken, but don't tell
3: your mother that we had the chicken. Oh, no, I'll sit and eat it in front of her widow.
0: Yeah, I, I thing with that is I want him to be able to choose what he wants to do. And also, like, food is amazing. He should be able to try everything and see what he likes and, you know, develop all of that. So I, it's, it doesn't like. Hurt me sometimes when I still
3: eat vegan meals though. Yeah, yeah, I'll try them sometimes. We'll get them for DJ. Like, there's good vegan food. It's just I'm not giving up chicken. Come on, vegan (laughs) burger.
1: You're you're a vegan who eats chicken. How about that? I can do
3: that (laughs) because I love vegetables. Like, you really that's
1: that's good. Alec Alec has this thing where he'll like go and close the pantry door and like you know he's snacking in there And, and No I'm
2: not, no yeah, I'm yeah, not I'm sure. doing all kinds of electrical <laughs> testing, in Inventory. I'm making Inventory. sure there's no radiation I'm doing radon testing
0: <laughs> I'm not so eating any there.
2: snacks That's How dare you say that You obviously <laughs> seem like you're you're very close and you're in each other's lives and, and you're working together um, and traveling together and keeping everybody together which is exactly how we play it. I, I leave home and I go away from my family to work on an as-needed basis. I try to avoid that. And lots yeah. of jobs we could do, her as well, which it means uprooting six kids. It's, it's not really not practical. But you guys seem to be so comfortable together. What do you attribute that to?
0: That's a really good question. Right? I, never <laughs> I don't before. know. Because, yeah, we just met and it, it was. And- it just kind of happened.
3: Like, like when you said, like, when you know, you know, like that was one of the big things for me that kind of stuck out. Like, granted, I could get along with anybody, but I'm the type of person who likes to be by myself. And, like, I Not love... Not anymore!
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I,
3: been, my long time is from 4.30 to 7.30 a.m. Like, <laughs> that's about it. Um, but it doesn't bother me when it's with her or, like, or DJ. With yeah. other f- people in the past, mm-hmm. I would be I.
1: Like, when are you
3: you leaving? Or like, I would talk to people every couple days, not every day. And so with her, I was able to talk to her every day naturally. And then when we hung out, it was natural.
1: And it didn't drive you crazy. So you're like, I'll marry you. Exactly. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) talk a little bit about you know being able to work together and and finding the space and giving each other understanding that dance of of spending that much time together that you can even you know make a business together
0: yeah i think from my perspective just from the experiences the the relationship experiences that i had prior to meeting him and what i had to do within myself to come to a place where i was ready for another relationship so I, uh, I I had to do a lot of work I went to therapy it's the best thing that I ever did um to you know work on myself and the issues or the things the patterns that I had and the way I saw things and I, I viewed things and I you know I really became comfortable with myself and who I am as a person and I knew that the person that I was supposed to be with um whether it was for the rest of my life or, or for, for the next relationship had to also know who they were right um so I did all that and when I met Dana it was amazing because our foundations are very similar. We our, our core beliefs and the core things that we we feel about life and towards the world and people and how we want to be are very, very similar and then we're like complete opposites on everything else. <laughs> but it works. But and it so works, right? Because it
1: keeps it exciting.
0: Yeah, it works. It keeps things exciting.
2: I love how Dana and I are sitting there going, Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We, we we we're, just, we're exact opposites. And I guess that's exciting. We're exact.
0: Well, opposites. Because we can't that's be exciting. the same because then we would really get on each other's nerves. We're very similar in a lot of ways, but we're opposite too, which helps keep the ebb and flow of the relationship so that we're not always in the same mindset. Cause we're both very driven.
2: I look at the two of you and you know, you're young and you're successful and I'm thinking,
0: are you going to have any more children? Oh my gosh. No, we're good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. See, they're
1: on, they're on the same page with that. Whereas, you know, six, six, we didn't have this conversation. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we had six kids.
2: I mean, I literally, it was so pathetic. I mean, it was truly pathetic. We'd have like baby number two, baby number three, and you'd be holding that baby. And the baby would start to turn that corner where he was like seven, eight months. Nice. And we had four it's boys delicious. in a row. And they were just fantastic. Then they'd start to get to be one years old and start to talk and like push you away. And I'd look at my wife and I, and I couldn't help it. I'd go... Let's have another baby.
1: Come oh my goodness. On.
2: You know, like we were just, we were like baby crazy. We loved babies. We loved kids. We love yeah, kids.
1: And now yeah. we have to realize, like we have to stop at some point. And I feel like six. Oh, we've
2: stopped. Whoa, well, no, we've stopped. We've stopped.
1: We love to talk a lot about charity, giving back, supporting other um, platforms in many different ways. It doesn't always have to be giving monetarily. Um, but I know that you have your own charity. What we do have currently
0: is The Forge.
3: I've always just grown up serving and giving back. And so, like, whenever a charity opportunity comes, we always jump at it because we're like, we know that there's people who aren't as fortunate and who need, um, need a little help. Yeah, just need a little help yeah. or encouragement from time to time. Yeah, so, my parents, <laughs> so my dad, after Missouri, they moved to Houston. And my parents run an organization called the Forest for Families, where they do after school programs. They like help the parents. So, they have like meetings for the parents to help them with parenting. Um, it's just all about the community um, and giving back to the community. Yeah. They've been able to stay afloat and stay open throughout all of COVID.
0: Yeah. Um, they've been working yeah, so they've been hard. Working,
3: like my mom called me and you can just tell she's tired because she's been doing everything. Um, they still work together. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, it's a great ministry and they're just trying to better Houston and the Third War and the yeah. communities and the families in it.
2: Yeah. Now, when you went to Houston, let me guess. The first thing you did was get your haircut. Did you oh, do that? Of course. Okay, here we go. Of course. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I had to myself.
3: find the best bar. I found the best barber. In the town. moment
2: you arrived, you were like, "Excuse me." Yes. Where
3: is the best barber? Somebody waited you. a month for the best barber in town and got the best haircut ever.
1: <laughs> you guys are doing a podcast together. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, we're
0: we're currently recording the the episodes now. We just did one yesterday, but it's called Rhythm and Views we discuss the rhythm of life and our views on what happens <laughs> during it. Um, and then also we have uh, all the new music that's going to come.
3: Soon. Oh yeah, this summer we'll be dropping lots of music. Yes. We're, we're trying to decide now between an album or just dropping all summer because we have so much good music.
2: I hope it goes well. Thank you both very much for doing this with of us. Course, thank you. you
0: for having yes, us. So Tawarias, nice. Good to see you again. you. So Congrats on nice all the babies. Oh, oh thank you. So thank many you, babies. Thank you. Best
2: of luck to you guys both. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. Bye, thank guys. You. My favorite part of talking to them was he was a really, really cool guy. I mean, there's a guy, that, you know, a guy that's playing, uh, you know, serious college basketball. But I love that he's chosen to be a husband and a dad in a very dedicated way and make that the most important thing. That's always very attractive to me when men set some of their own ambitions aside because their wife's got the hot hand, so to speak. That's a basketball phrase, by the way, the hot hand. He's passed the ball to his wife because she has the hot hand.
1: He's a really good partner, and she's a really good partner, and you can see the joy in their face and, and the bright energy that they're giving to each other, and that's very inspiring
2: thanks for hanging out with us make sure to rate review and follow the show on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts
1: and share the show with your friends and help us grow we'll talk to you guys next week